0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of BD Universe Podcast. I am your host, Mr. Chris B.D. Bronson. That's right. I said Chris with the T because that's what my niece and nephew call me. They call me Uncle Chris. So I'm sharing that with you all today. Anyway, man, we're tuned in. This is episode seven. That's right. Episode seven. And we have a plethora of things to go over today. A plethora. It's the holidays. You know the weather's cooling down. It's the season of Thanksgiving. Well, we should be thankful all year long. But you know, Americans we're only thankful because it's gonna be a holiday, and it's coming up on Christmas. We're gonna go. We're gonna start getting some gifts. That's how we do it. That's how we roll, man. With that being said, I want to give a shout out to everybody out there listening on. Both Spotify and the Anchor app. I appreciate it. All my followers on Facebook and Instagram. You can follow me right now. It's bd underscore universe on both Instagram and Facebook. Go ahead and follow me on that. And man, listen, we gonna jump right into it, man. First thing we wanna talk about, man, is fans. Fans booing stars. Uh, we wanna talk about two different in- two two different things that happened this past week, man. Uh, Drake got booed. At a music festival with Tyler, the creator, like his fans booed him. Off. I don't know what. It's not his fans. It's just some fans. They booed this man off stage. They booed him. And what's crazy about it is Drake is literally the biggest artist in the world, the biggest artist. And he gets booed because they didn't want to see him at the music festival. What I want to understand is he came out, the guy who put it on was Tyler, the creator. He came out as a special guest for him to surprise the fans. So Tyler, the creator with the Drake, like, hey, man, come on out and do this show for me. I need a favor. Drake's like, bet, I'm on my way. I'll I'll be there. Goes out there. He's getting, he's doing his set. He hears the boos, but he keeps pushing forward. You know, he's like, I'm just going to finish my set. But then the boos come so much that he's like, look. Hey, he stops the music. He's like, "Hey, do y'all want the show to go on? Do y'all want me to keep going?" Some people cheered. A lot more people booed. So he said, he humbly bowed out. Sponge by me and he did the SpongeBob mean. He's like, "You know what? I'm gonna head out." So hey, thank y'all. I love y'all. My name is Drake. Appreciate y'all and walked off. Dude left. Why? Cause I'm not finna sit here and get booed and still do my dang set. Not when I'm at his magnitude. Like were you lower level and you getting booed, you're like, no, I'm about to finish this set. So I get my check. Cause most of the times it's like, hey, either you finish your set or you don't get paid. Well, you Drake, you got your money. You you secured the bag already. He's like, listen, I'm getting paid regardless. Whether y'all want me here or not, I'm gonna cash this check. So y'all do what y'all wanna do. Y'all wanna see Frank Ocean? Well guess what? Frank Frank Ocean ain't even here. No one no one's seen Frank Ocean since he put out his um He's put on his biggest hit. I forgot what the name of the song was. You know what? Frank Ocean is big for his sector of fans. To the masses, people like me, I'm not a big Frank Ocean fan. He drop a hot single. I might hear a single. I don't like it. But other than that, I'm not one of those, those diehard Frank Ocean fans where they expected Frank Ocean and they got Drake. I don't think that's a bad thing. That's not a bad thing. But I guess for the fans, they probably looked at Drake like, man, we expected Pop-Tarts, but we got the Walmart brand. Yeah, it tastes good, but it's not the same. Drake, you cool, but you're not Frank Ocean. So they was upset. Man, y'all can't, fans, I I remember I told my wife, I'm like, she's like, what's this whole thing about Drake getting booed? And so I told her, she's like, why were they booed? Just because a certain artist wasn't there. I'm like, see, wife, you don't go to concerts. When you're among the masses, you act different. I was trying to explain this to her. You act different when you're in a crowd full of people. You start going on, you start doing what the crowd does. Why? Because you blend in with the crowd and you're not being singled out. Right now, in her mindset, that's dumb to boo because it's just her. But we are amongst a couple thousand people all booing Drake because they want to see a different artist. You start to do it too because your mind, you're on the same wavelength. You, may not have came in like, and you might not have came in there like that, but that that's what tends to happen. Go to a sporting event. You may say you're not a big sports fan. You're just looking for something to do. But all of a sudden, there's a big play, and everybody's yelling at the coach, yelling at the ref. You start doing the same thing because everybody else is doing it. That goes back to what your mom always told you. If your friends jump off a building, would you jump too? First of all, I don't got friends who are going to jump off a building, Mom. For what? Might jump off a ledge We ain't jumping off no damn building One, cause all my friends is big Okay, one, that's a long way down And that's a lot of weight We don't need that on our knees and ankles Anyway, I digress Another person I got booed Was Chris Stapp Porzingis Man, uh, he's a power forward Plays for the Dallas Mavericks He was originally drafted By the New York Knicks I think in 2015 I believe so he got drafted. It was a high draft pick. When he got drafted. Everybody booed this man. Like, they literally booed him at the draft. When they announced the New York Knicks select with their first-round draft pick, Christophe Porzingis, They fans were yelling, screaming, booing. And, you know, this kid's like 18, 19 years old, just got drafted. And they're asking him, like, how does it feel? He's kind of like, well, shoot, the whole city of New York don't want me. You know, but I'm come out here and ball, and that's what he did. He balled out. He let y'all know. Hey, look, first year gave him like 18. Second year was giving him like 22, 23 points a game. Got injured, traded him. Now he's on the Dallas Mavericks, and you know he was him and Luka Doncic Dun- are, are are balling right now in Dallas. They balling, so they go into New York, and they are introduced. It's in the starting lineup. They're just introducing him. As a starting uh, power forward for Dallas Mavericks and the New York fans are booing. Not just booing, they're booing loud. Like, loud. It was to the point where you can clearly see this man's face that like he was bothered. Like, damn, like, it's like that. Like, I didn't quit, y'all. Like, y'all, like, the team traded me. Like, I didn't ask for a trade and request a trade. I wasn't pouting around. I was like, no, the team traded me. So I come back, you know, think it's gonna be love. I was drafted here, played good for y'all, and like, nope, you are the enemy. We hate you. Boo, boo. Now it's uh, NBA stadium. That holds about twenty thousand people. So you got twenty thousand people booing at the sound of your name. How do th- How you think you gonna? How you think you gonna react? How you think you are gonna perform at that? Now, if that was me, I would have got upset because I want, I tell jokes. So they're going to boo me. I'm going to pick out one person in that crowd. And I'm going to give you the business. I'm going to roast you so bad to where the crowd, they might keep booing me. But that one person I single out, you will never boo somebody again in your life. You know why? Because this is what happens when you boo. Now the is on you. And I'm about to flame you about everything you got on. Now if it's another comedian, we go back and forth. Hey, let's do it. I'm confident in my abilities, and I think I can out-joke you. Period. I'm witty. I'm going to out-joke you. And if you got something else to say, we could take it outside. I'm lying. It just it just looks, it sounds intimidating when, like, I say stuff like that because I'm a big black dude with a beard. So when I say, like, Yuck, look, homie, it could be whatever, bro. It could be whatever. So other people take, take that as, oh, man, he's about that business. I'm really not. I'm not a fighter. But I can talk a mean game, like. If you on the outside looking in, you see me arguing with somebody, you're like, "Yo, big dude with glasses about to go off." I'm not gonna do nothing. I'm not gonna do nothing. <laughs> Side note, let me tell you how how uh, I'm not gonna do nothing. It was a uh, what were we doing? We we're at my house, and a couple of my friends came over. We we're like just chilling. I don't know what, why everybody came to my house. I had the smallest place. Oh, that's what it was because I was uh, um, I was living. On, me and my wife had our own place. Everybody else was still living with their mom. We were, like, 19, 20 years old. So, I about came over. We, were, we, were, we had a little kickback. We were just drinking, chilling. And, um, but the things they is, yeah, people had their kids. Like, put the kids in the room. Never sleep. We were just up chilling. And I guess my neighbor wanted to come over because my homie Jay, he, uh, being Just being friendly He over there talking to everybody I'm like I'm looking at him like Nigga stop talking to everybody bro Like There's a time and a place To be friendly Like I don't live in the best neighborhood I live around everybody My neighbor My direct next door neighbor He sell drugs Like he legit Was slinging drugs Out the apartment Like he would have a bag And he would take it Put it in the dumpster Make a phone call Go back in his apartment Within five minutes Somebody would pull up Grab the bag Out of the dumpster And drive off he was stealing drugs or he was doing money drops, something. It was illegal, is what I'm saying, because I never seen this nigga go to work. So that's one neighbor. Then my far end, I had another neighbor. He was clearly drunk. We were all a little buzzing. And they were talking. And he was like, "Also, my Jay just leave the party for like 30, 40 minutes. So me and a couple of my other homies walk over there to go get him. And he's in there just talking to the dude, living it up. He done brought him a beer. And I'm like, first of all, dude, I don't know you. You ain't finna get none of my money or none of my beer. So we finally bringing Jay back. Now this dude, he drunk. He want to be part of it. So now he trying to come into the party. He's trying to come into the house. And I'm like, first of all, my like, dude, I got my wife, my kids. My other friend got his girl and his kids. I'm like, nah, man. It's at a type of party. You know, maybe next time we'll invite you over. We'll, you know, we'll do something. And he's like, no, okay, cool, cool. So he left, but then he kept trying to come back in. Kept trying to come back in. At this point, I'm getting upset. I'm like, bro, look, we ain't trying to kick it with you, man. Just go back over to your house. We gave you a beer. Just chill. But he by himself, he lonely, so he want to come over here. He want to get it in. So finally, we locked the door. But then he broke, he busted my window. Now I'm pissed. Now I'm like, Okay, my nigga. Now I gotta fight you. You don't busted my window. Now I gotta fight you. Now it's about to be on. But mind you, I was hyped because I had all my niggas with me. It was me, uh, my homie Dmitri, uh, my other black friend Deontay, my other black friend. We call Hicks. He's a he's a black Samoan. I've never seen a black Samoan, and only only this nigga. So it's us three. My homie, hi uh, man. He's a big dude. Played offensive line in high school. So we got all these dudes. I'm feeling myself. I'm like, yeah, I got my backup. We was good, homie. You don't want this problem. So we stand in a semicircle and we're talk, I'm like, I'm like going off on my like, dude. You broke my window. What's he gonna do? Blah, blah blah blah. Like going off. And out of nowhere, I was stepping to him like, bro, what you finna do, bro? What you wanna do? I guess he said something crazy to me, so I went to my house. I grabbed a knife and I walked up to him like, "Boy, what's up, homie? What you wanna do? I'm about to say something else, homie. Like I'm talking mad stuff." And my my nigga friends is like, Psh, "Yeah, homie, get him. Like he he deserved to get stabbed right now. Like he 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 need this work." And so out of nowhere, my homie Hicks, he was already furious because he's like, "So first of all, do you being disrespectful? You don't know, broke my homie's window. You putting our girls and our, and the kids in danger because you tripping." He's like, nigga, say something else stupid. I'm going to sock you. but Hick, That's what he's thinking, but Hicks ain't saying nothing. He's just looking at him. I think the dude says something slick out the of his mouth. All I seen was uh, the homie Hicks' fist, bow, Just socked him. Here come Deontay. Nigga reaction. He socked him. bow, Dude on the floor. Me, I kindly dropped the knife to the side. I'm like, well, don't need to stab at anybody because he's already on the floor. And then they proceed to punch this nigga out. Me, I push everybody else back, and I go get one stomp in and run in the house. <laughs> so we call the cops. The cops come. We tell the cops what happened. Like, yo, this dude was tripping. We, we fighting or whatever. And the cops is like, they clearly see he's drunk. They clearly see he's drunk. We've been drinking, but we weren't drinking enough to where the cops is like, hey, man, y'all need to chill whatever. They're just like, oh, you live here. You got a couple friends over. The wife's complaining about noise. You're fine. This dude got stomped out. And I said, man, we was about to throw him in the pool because the pool was literally right in front of my door. and There was no gate. I said, yeah, but we don't want him to end up drowning because I, I wasn't getting that water to get him. The cops literally told us, man, you should have thrown him in the water. Well, he's going to jail now for, um, for like, I think it was like property damage and like assault or something like that. So he went to jail. I say this to say this. My friends roasted me after that. After it was all said and done, once the cops left, they're just like, Chris, how you gonna come up with there with a knife and a knife on the floor and you ain't throw no punches? They're like, man, I did all the work. Like, why are you talking all that mess? So I'm like, listen, man, my friends roasted me for a good, like, 30, 40 minutes. She's going off like dude, like, what are you doing? Like, why are you talking so crazy? And then it came time to put it work, and <laughs> you backed up, but everybody else do it. I'm like, well, shoot, y'all had it. Like, y'all was, you know, y'all just jumped in, you know, like, so I just let y'all do what y'all do. I y- I had y'all support. I had y'all support. <laughs> so I say y'all, i just say this, I'm scary. I ain't gonna do nothing. I talk a big game. I just talk a big game. So, uh, anyway, so, so yeah, that's when people get booed, and then, uh, Another thing that comes to sports, man. Miles Garrett, oh my goodness, Hold on the Cleveland Browns defensive end, former number one pick. What was going on with him on Thursday night? My goodness, this man. Okay, so give you guys some context. The Browns have been trashed this year, so they finally get the win. It's twenty-one to seven. Eight seconds left in the game. They're up. They're winning. First of all, I don't know why the coach even had Miles Garrett in. I'm like, dude, there's like, this is the last play of the game. I wouldn't even have none of my star players in. It's like, all right, dude, get out. We've got this game in the bag. Celebrate on the sidelines. So, one, I want to blame the coach. Why you got this dude out there? Your number one pick. Why you got him on the field? Anyway, so he rushed the quarterback. He wraps the quarterback up. And then, you know, he falls to the ground. And. As he's falling to the ground, the quarterback, uh, Rudolph, is trying to pull off his helmet. I don't know what's being said. But to me, it seems like the dude says something that set Miles Garrett off. Knowing it's like one of the last plays of the game it was under 10 seconds. And then Miles Garrett pulls off this dude's helmet. He gets separated, whatever. And, um, and then... Miles Garrett is separated by two of the offensive linemen for the opposite team, the Steelers. So the quarterback runs up and lunges himself at Miles Garrett because he's being held back. Oh so boy still got his helmet because he took it off his head. So he swings, connects, and you can instantly see in his face, that's what he knew he messed up. He swung the helmet, and he kind of like just like put his head up and looked like, damn, I just did that. And the next thing you know, here come a couple other players. They stopping this dude out, swinging on him and everything. When I want to understand, side note, NFL players, why do y'all swing at each other when y'all got helmets on? That's the stupidest thing. Like, y'all kicking each other in pads and helmets. Like, just tackle the dude. Like, step on their foot or something. You you swinging at a dude with a helmet on. You're an idiot. You're going to break your damn hand. Then you out for a couple weeks with an injury. Idiot. Anyway, so this whole thing. And I, first of all I didn't see the game, Because I I don't care about the Browns or the Steelers. So I didn't really I didn't even really care for the game. But all I kept seeing on my Instagram and my on my timeline was the uh, the fight. They only showed Miles Garrett speaking the helmet. I'm like, what happened? So, being my very good friend, Stephen A. Smith, he was able to give us context, okay? I saw the full clip, the whole play, and I'm like, you know what? What happened? I want to know what was said. What was said to make this man pretty much put his career in jeopardy? What was said? He said, yo, mama, like, what what was going on? Yeah, so what, the uh, the quarterback was upset because... He, he's being tackled, and his team is down. They've been getting mopped up all game, last play of the game. So what? That's what you signed up for. You're an NFL quarterback. If you can't handle the pressure of running a franchise and running an offense, then get another damn profession, okay? So what? You're like the fifth-string quarterback. I don't care. Do your job. Do your job. Don't try to rush at this six foot four, two 265-pound black man. This is here's another thing. What I wanted to understand everybody gets they're getting on Miles Garrett saying it's uncalled for, it shouldn't happen, it shouldn't happen. My thing is, what was said? What was said, man? Because they always see the black man react, they don't never get the context of what really happened, what really set him off. And like, even if something was said, they're still gonna be like, it shouldn't have happened, it was uncalled for, you already won the game, you don't need to react like that. Dude, I know all that stuff. So, I think something was said when I really set him off where it's like, what? Do You say what now? Dude, catch me outside. I bet I beat you down. Bet I do it. So, until further, until further notice, man, I don't really know what's going to happen. Well, I do know they said Miles Garrett is suspended indefinitely for the rest of the season. So, the next six games, he's suspended without pay. I don't think he's tripping because he was a first round draft pick so he already secured his millions. He still got his dough. I don't think he'll play though. I don't think he'll play next year. I think what's going to happen is that how the NFL is, once you get a bad rap, they start kicking you off teams and then the Raiders end up picking you up. So I wouldn't be I would not be surprised if he was playing for the Raiders next season or the season after that's what they do they take players or or the patriots the patriots take players that nobody wants or the players that have a bad rap and they end up winning a super bowl the raiders get them and then they let them go because they did something stupid or they burnt their feet or they got frostbite whatever it's, it's uh it's, it's kind of sad being a raiders fan moving on uh another it's some more uh good news Okay, Carmelo Anthony is back in the NBA, ladies and gentlemen. He is back. He just signed with the Portland Trail Blazers. I am so lit for this. Because I'll be like, I don't know why Carmelo Anthony was even out of the league. He's been out of the league for like a year. Literally, it's, yeah, it's been a year. Because he got cut by Houston after 10 games. It was like yeah, it was like November or something when he uh, got let go last year. He just now got on the team with the Portland Trail Blazers. He's like 35. But I think I'm, I'm just so happy, man, for Carmelo. I want Carmelo to really be able to um, just to go out on top, man. Just go out with a strong playoff run, you know. Just leaving the game on his own terms. I think he'll be a good sixth man um, for. I do. I still believe he could start in the NBA. I totally believe Carmelo Anthony could start in the NBA. But I think the way the Portland Trailblazers are structured, how their starting five is, it will be best for him to come off the bench as like the sixth man and kind of do what Lou Williams does for the Clippers, which is just go get buckets. It's like Carmelo, we we'll do need you to play defense. We we'll do need you to rebound. We need you to go get buckets. Be the scorer in the second unit. You're playing against the other team's second unit, and you'll be the best player on the court by far. Just go out there and give me 15 to 20 points. Thank you. You know it's great. I love I love Carmelo going to Portland. It's a great move. It's a great look. All I can say is NBA 2K20 is gonna be lit. It's gonna be lit. I don't got it yet. Personally, I'm just gonna keep using the uh, roster updates that people put on 2K19. I'm gonna keep doing that. I told my wife to give me 2K20 for Christmas. We'll see how that go though. We'll see how that go. All that shit. I wanna get get it for your boy. I'm just saying. Just saying. Um, Another thing, man, you know, and like I said, it's the holiday season is coming up. And it's a time to be around family. It's a time to be thankful and all that and all that good stuff. But I'ma tell y'all why I don't really mess with my family. I'ma tell y'all why. Man, okay. So my grandma had 14 kids. And my mom is like the youngest girl. Yeah, she's the youngest girl. And so basically, all my aunts. Had a bunch of kids. Well, no, this one of my aunts had a ton of kids. She had her own tribe. Like, she got her own starting five and second unit. Okay? She had 10 kids. Like, you know, your mama already had 14. Why you going to add 10 to the to the group? So, out of her 10, my mom was help raising her kids. Now, does not really, me and my sister, we're like a year and a half, two years apart. But there weren't really kids our age because my mom was the youngest girl. So all our cousins are older. They're like, my sister's 34. So I think the closest cousins her age are probably like 36, 37. My mom is 50 and she's, and my my first cousin is 50 as well. My mom's like 53, 54. My first cousin is 50 and they kick it. They hang out together a lot. And I'm like yo this is your niece Like you're kicking it with your niece who's like in her 50s And you're in your 50s What the hell is going on Like why were your sisters having so many damn kids Like I don't get it Well I say all that to say this There weren't many a lot of kids my age Like you know cousins my age Now I do have a few cousins Who were like probably maybe 3 or 4 years apart And, And I'm older than But these niggas My younger cousins Not all of them not all of them. There's some out there who still got a good head on their shoulders. and But a majority of them, majority of these niggas, I go to family functions, Christmas. You know, you know, you go to a black function and all the cousins get together. It's going to be a good time. We're going to have a great time. You know, we chilling. we having a great time. And then, you know, we exchange numbers. I mean, I stay in contact. Try to, you know, try to plan a trip for my birthday or something and go kick it with all my cousins. And then I get hit with the GoFundMe, not GoFundMe, but the cash app request. Then I get texts where it's like, hey, man, let me get a job. Where you at, man? I mean, you know, so-and-so in jail. Hey, man, go put some money on my books. Some money on your books? Nigga, for what? Man, when I tell you my cousin, it was last year, he called because uh, he called his brother His brother came over for Thanksgiving At my mom's house And he called But this dude's in jail Not, not, not jail He's in prison Okay, doing 23 and 1's This dude's calling I'm like, dude, you wanna, you calling a collector? Nah, man, with my cell phone Yo, cell phone? And I'm like, dude, you can't have a cell phone in prison He's like, oh, yeah, no, man We can't have it, you know They ain't, they ain't searching the cells yet So we good What, nigga? Like you got a contraband in jail? Are you calling me? Talk about, hey, man, put some money on my books. Some money on your books? Talk about, yeah, man. Man, go, I mean, you can hook, uh, go hook my son up with something. No, no, no. You can go hook your son up with something. Remember, you you wasn't doing home invasions, nigga, and stealing guns, you would be home with your son on Thanksgiving. But guess what? You was acting dumb, so now you got to pay the consequence. I'm the type of dude, I don't care if you family or not. If you did the crime, you're going to do the time. Period they ain't going to be no uh, free such and such t-shirts or free such and such hashtags. I'm not that family member. I'm not. It's like, he did what? He had how many guns? Oh, that's, that's crazy. He in jail. All right, well, I'll catch y'all later then. No, nigga. Like, just because we family don't mean I'm supposed to rock with you and everything you do. You made a dumb decision. Like, I'm not finna do that for you. All my cousins, all my younger cousins want to do is smoke weed. Beat up on that girl, make babies, and not raise them. And now they looking at me because I'm the one still holding down my family. I'm the one always working. Hey, man, let me get $20. Hey, man, let me wash your car for a couple dollars. And let me do this. And let me do that. No, nigga. Go somewhere. Go get a job and keep a job. That's why you can't get a job because all you do is smoke weed. They're like, oh, weed is legal. Yeah, but jobs don't want you smoking weed, though. And they're not always doing a urine test. Because they know how to pass the urine test, get the homie's pee, go on there, do what you got to do. Guess what? Now they're doing mouth swabs, bro. Boom. swab it inside of your mouth. Oh, now go marijuana. You're done. You you do not get the job. Man, if you don't get out of here, this is why I mess with my family. This is why I mess with my family. Because my cousins get on my damn nerves. The function be cool. It's the after fact where they want to keep how my This is how my younger cousin said Because I'm doing good They gotta be doing good No 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 I help those Around me who help me get to where I'm at I'm not just gonna go help you Where you're not doing nothing to help yourself If I see you trying to do something Trying to better your situation Cool I will help you out But when you in the same spot for the past 4-5 years Don't call me bro Don't at me bro Matter of fact, lose my number, lose my number, yeah, I said it, this ain't all my cousins, this is, just, uh, this is just a select few, okay, just a select few, I'm not going to really get into it with my aunties, how they bougie and judgmental, and how I was always talking crap about my wife when we first got together, because my mom always, always had something to say, we're not going to go there. We're not going to go there. That's why I don't come over anyway, because y'all too damn judgmental. I don't want to go out there. I don't want to drive out to, to Moreno Valley and drive out to L.A. They kick it with y'all. All y'all do is ju- be judgmental. Always got something to say. How about y'all just shut the hell up and worry about how none of y'all, how none of y'all still got y'all first husband? Or, y'all, how, or how y'all have different baby daddies? Mind your damn business. I I digress. I digress. But I will say this. I'm gonna end on this note, man. I'm gonna end on this note. Um, you gotta stay your course, you gotta stay in your lane, just do what you do, and everything that you're working for is gonna come to you in time. Because here's the thing everybody has a plan for your life, how they want your life to play, how they want your life to play out. Because the reason why they, everybody has a plan on how they think you should do things is because they're putting their fears on you. And a lot of times, you just need to not tell people what you're going to do. Like, recently, I just went through a whole uh, change on my job. One, because I was unhappy. I was getting depressed. I was ready to fight somebody. Like, I was really about to fight my boss. If you messed up with my schedule again, or just maybe anyway. So, I tell everybody. I was I just put on Facebook, and, you know, got a couple job offers. I don't know what I'm going with. Only people who, only person who knew... Which job I was going with was my wife. Cause I talked to her about it. Everybody else just found out after the fact. Because one, everybody has something, everybody got something to say. And everybody's like, oh, you should take this job. You should go over here. You should do that. You should do this. I'm like, first of all, I don't give a damn what you say. Cause your pockets ain't my pockets and your life ain't my life. Now I had other job offers where well, I could have did certain things. I didn't want to do that. I took something that was that's beneficial for me and my family, puts me in a better position, puts me in a better place mentally. So not everybody needs to know your business. Not everybody is going to agree with you because people are going to disagree with you solely because they're fearful of the transition you're going to be making. Like, they're legit cheer, uh, fearful. Like, my mom was really on me about staying like quitting my my old job because it's like, she's like, it's a check. My mom, I don't give a damn if it's a check. Like, I can go get another check. That's one thing. That's one thing about me is I'm employable. I, one, I don't have a ghetto name. My name is Christopher Lamont Bronson. Okay, I know how to sound proper on the phone. I know how to have a great interview, and I know how to...